Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 243. In this episode, we talk about Operations Hub, our initial thoughts, HubSpot user permissions, data organization, visualizing your marketing curve, and setting your foundations right. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, service, and marketing results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Yeah, really good, Ian. Back for another week. We certainly are. So, Craig, let's get on to our growth thought of the week. Did you see this study from Edison Research about podcast listenership? Interesting survey. By the way, as we say about all these surveys, take it with a grain of salt because this is based on 1,500 telephone surveys, yes, telephone surveys, and <laughs> of people, of US adults, just asking them about their listening habits. Now, with that caveat in mind, that it's a small survey and it's people that answer telephones, it's always interesting to see the trends, especially when that same cohort is compared to years um, yes. earlier. And so what they found is that 37% of US adults, actually people over the age of 12 actually, listen to podcasts regularly. And that's up considerably from a few years ago. The trend is really about the uptake in audio. People are listening to more podcasts. Of course, we've got tools like Clubhouse uh, coming out where audio is very driving the engagement. And I think a lot of it is because people can listen to it or they do it on their commute or they can just do it when they're making dinner. And that's also driven engagement with devices up as well. People talking to their Alexa or whatever devices, getting responses back, just play me this. So it's something that you can do while you're doing something else, as opposed to watching video, which might require more of your concentration. So I think it's an interesting trend. The takeaway from this that we say to listeners is, look, consider podcasts or audio formats. Now, if you work out that it's not a fit for your business, that's fine. But just make sure it's a considered decision and not an ignorant one. So a trend to be mindful of there and adapt and use to your benefit. And Craig, the secondly is the HubShot's 28-Day Marketing Challenge is now, a go. Now, what is this 28-Day Marketing Challenge, Ian? So Craig, have you had HubSpot for more than six months but haven't managed to get a digital campaign running yet? Well, we put together a focused, actionable, done-with-you program to solve this and get you generating leads in just four weeks. And there is a link in the show notes that you can follow to sign up. Well, actually, it's a register your interest. We just want to get people's interest at this stage. We've uh, detailed all the options of the program, and there's a few options there and different costs associated with them. Check it out. Fill out your register your interest form. You're not committing to anything. You're just giving us feedback about the parts you do and don't like, and we're going to tailor it accordingly. All right. On to our quick shots of the week, Craig. And... Uh... The first one is that you were interviewed on a podcast, the Nano Community Tech. Yeah, thanks to Sandeep for having me as a guest on his podcast. We chatted about, well, the future of marketing, but also privacy, legislation, and efficiency and automation as well. So go and check it out. And listeners, HubSpot have bought their way to carbon neutrality. So they're a carbon neutral business as of this week, I think. And now you can partition workflows in HubSpot by assigning workflows to teams by simply clicking this assign to team in the workflows list. Yeah, we've got a screenshot in the show notes. By the way, you should be signing up for the show notes if you haven't already, hubshots.com slash subscribe, and you'll get our weekly detailed email, which includes not only all the items we cover in the show, but 
extra goodies as well. But, you know, this this workflow piece, it's just one more tick box in the content partitioning list. Correct. What are we waiting for? Social, isn't it, Ian? I that's just want right. to be able to partition my social accounts. I'm sure that's coming, Craig. I'm sure it's coming. On to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. Operations Hub. Yeah, let's chat about it. What, what's, what's been your Is it really the marketing talk? feature of the week, Craig? Should be the operations feature of the week. Well, actually, you're right. We need a new shot. But what's, what's your thoughts? I, I think of it in terms of Microsoft, so it's syncing with other Correct. tools. Yeah. Look, I used it this week to connect. I was sitting with a customer of ours and realized that they were double entering data from HubSpot into Xero. And I used Operations Hub to sync contact data between HubSpot and Xero using particular lists and it worked really well. One thing we discovered is that it's potentially hard to find if you're in HubSpot and thinking, where is this operations hub that you talk about? Because it's not readily apparent to people. So, Well, look, let's just explain what operations hub is, first of all. And I think the, the quickest thing to say is, if you know what PySync is, because HubSpot acquired PySync, it's essentially they pulled PySync and made it part of HubSpot. So it's seamless. And that's a good thing. And so one of the things PySync does is syncing contacts. So data sync. So yeah, it's there. But there's also, and and the great thing is you get that at the free tier. So there's a free tier of Operations Hub and you get basic syncing. And that's excellent. So you used to have to pay for that with PySync before. And I think it was based on the number of contacts, Yeah, was I think it? it was a small amount. It was like 14 or something. Sliding scale. On, yeah. But now it's just free. So that's great. But then they've got some paid tiers which go up and they add other functionality, don't they? That's right. So listeners, I think at the core of this is things like if you're trying to sync data to Dynamics, Zoho, Zendesk, even MailChimp and ActiveCampaign, that's available. And even NetSuite now. So previously, if you were trying to connect to NetSuite, you'd have custom integrations. And now you can sync contacts seamlessly as a first step before doing more custom stuff. And obviously, when you are doing this data syncing, you can sync custom properties if you've got more. The starter tier, yeah, will yes. support um, custom mapping. That's right. And I think with the professional, there's even more mappings available from what I understand. Yeah. And well, one of the things is the data formatting piece, which they Correct. add on as well. And also some, yeah, actually. Custom further, code action. Custom coding, further manipulation as well. So look, we were going to put this in the gotcha of the week, but we'll just talk about it now. It's like for all the, the selling the dream, you go to the operations hub page and go, oh yeah, this looks great. Now, where do I find it? And yes. so what, what would you think, Ian? You'd think, oh, I'm going to sync contacts. I'll go into the contact menu and look Correct. for the data sync option. That's right. No. There's no, you've got to find it. It's okay. actually quite hard. It's like, yes. so I'll just, we'll, we'll spell out the steps. So let's say we want to, we want to sync HubSpot with um, zero. zero or Zoho or, or you've got to go to settings. Got to go to the app marketplace. Then you go to integration and then you go connected apps. And then there's a button up top. Right. Oh, and now we go to app marketplace. Oh, and then there's two choices. Oh, and now we'll choose the data sync one. Oh, now we'll choose the thing that we want to sync with. Oh, now I've got to connect it. Oh, now I've got to do that. Like, you can see why people are getting lost. And, Correct. Well, even yeah, experienced HubSpot users. So there's still, I feel, a user experience piece that's a bit of a hurdle. But once you work out how to do that and get it in place, it's actually okay. It's actually quite a good experience. But yeah, there's just some usability, I think, that needs to be surfaced. Yeah, and it's not readily apparent. I think like when I clicked through to the app marketplace, I saw a big tile in there or a CTA that said, you know, do you want to connect connect these systems together? So it's there. But if you are used to the system, you would naturally go to integrations to find this piece and that's where the confusion is. 
So look, I'm, I'm just getting started with it. We're using it um, with clients this week, we're connecting to Zoho and Dynamics. Okay. Actually, we're trying one with Infusionsoft now called Keep, but yes. they rebranded as Keep. Yeah, trying one with Infusionsoft. So I'll report back. Or we'll report back in the coming weeks just how well that goes for our clients. But I think this is great, you know, Correct. especially the Infusionsoft one. It's like, oh, great, doing that for free, excellent. And in other news, HubSpot share prices hit a new high this week, Craig. $572. Just a day or two after this announcement, Ian. There you go. Taking it to new highs. All right. HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And this is about deleting permission for users. Yeah. So in the users and settings, in, in settings, users and teams, you can actually now go and set delete permissions. Which you couldn't before because you could just view, edit and communicate. And so this is new. And I love it because people often have issues because previously you could just, uh, there was a setting for allow bulk delete. And if you didn't have that turned on, people couldn't delete stuff. So this, I really like this new addition. I think it's good. Yeah. And I like the granularity. We've talked about this before on the show, how one of the deficiencies we felt was just, you couldn't get granular enough. What I really like where HubSpot's approach this, they're actually adding quite a lot of granularity, but in a very easy to use and understand way. You compare this to some other systems on setting permissions, there's a big list, oh, tick this and on. It's kind of like their notifications list actually, which can be confusing. But I think they've done a really good job of outlining and making permissions really easy to understand and implement. And Craig, just a reminder, don't forget there's a restore option in case anything gets accidentally deleted. And that's another good feature. All right, onto our HubSpot service feature of the week, Craig. And I'm going to talk about data organization. And this was working with one of our clients this week. We were trying to sort out some bots for support. And in doing so, we were trying to alter some of the steps that people took and some of the data we were trying to get and basically funnel people off based on the kind of people who are interacting. And what I discovered, they had a field in there called a contact type. So they were trying to figure out, was it an organization or was it a freelancer or, or was it a client? And there are a few. And so what I went to do, I thought, okay, well, great. I can funnel these people off straight to live chat. And I only want the live chat to show if they are an organizational client. So I went and I found the contact property organization type. And then I discovered there were all variations of the type of organization values in there. Some had capital letters, some didn't. So then I was like, okay, well, now I need to figure out which one I need to choose. And then I realized it didn't match what they thought they had classed everybody, all the contacts with. So there was a mismatch of data. And then I've got this free field where people can pretty much type whatever they want. So that was one. And then I went to the bot and I thought, okay, well, I can figure this out. I can figure out, you know, are they a freelancer? Are they an organization? And then I went, oh, I can't, because it's a, it's a free text field, I can't actually put, output that data that someone could select. So then I had to go and create, and then I thought, hang on, there's something wrong here. So I took a couple of steps backwards and I went, and I realized there was a lot of data inconsistencies with the way they were collecting data, the way they were storing data, and the way they were using the data. So I then took a step back and I said, I think we need to fix this first, because going forward, wherever we use this data in the system for segmentation, in the bots, in the live chat, possibly even in the knowledge base, will all play a part. So that's one of the things. So I wanted to highlight this, how important it is. Even if you're down the road, it's never too late 
to go back and review your data and your properties and see how you're utilizing them because it'll make your life so much easier at the end. Another one that we often see is closed lost reasons on deals. And that's again a free text field. And sometimes it might be appropriate depending on the business you have that you want to keep it like that. But what we've found for majority of customers that we work with, there are usually reasons that common reasons that people they lose deals to. And if you can understand that and you can pre-fill them or have them in a selectable dropdown, could be a multi-select, gives sales the opportunity to select what's appropriate. And you can then report and track it appropriately. And that's an example of how you can utilize the data in a really great way. I totally agree. And this is so important. I'm actually going to come back to it and expand it on it in our Inside of the Week later in the show. Fantastic. And since we've covered our gotcha of the week, let's move on to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. Did you see this? Uh, another blog post from Rand Fishkin where he's now at Spark Toro and he was talking about visualizing your marketing curve. I thought this was a very good way to, well, visualize, conceptualize each of the different marketing channels. Uh, let's say SEO, SEM, email marketing, influence marketing, about the difficulty to get them going. And so I, I won't take too much away. I just think it's a good resource. I've got actually one screenshot from his article in the show notes talking about email. And it's very simply, you're pushing up a hill and you get halfway through and then you've got the momentum. And once you've got the start of an email list, it just becomes really easy to market and grow the list further. Compare that with SEO, which becomes not so much a, a hill and then a down incline. It's more of a curve. You build up the curve and then SEO. Anyway, he's got a really good way to visualize it. And I think the thing that I found helpful about this is if you think of all the different visualizations and then how they fit together, because normally when you're working out a strategy for your, for your company or your business or your clients, you'll say, oh, we're going to do a bit of this and a bit of that channel and think about how they work and overlap. For example, SEO, very much an uphill climb for the first six months, whereas paid might be a different kind of visualization. I think that's really useful to look at. And you almost combine them to get a consistency throughout over time. Anyway, that's useful reading, um, worth checking out. You know what I love about this visualization, Craig? It's a very simple visualization. Listeners, so I encourage you to get the show notes. But one thing he says on the way downhill, it says, once you've established a flywheel for growing subscribers, email pays increasingly low friction dividends. Yeah, I think flywheel is a good concept or good term for this kind of discussion. I've never really bought into it, actually, with the whole HubSpot marketing flywheel. I must admit, that's my deficiency. That's not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. I've just never really grokked it, whereas here, I think it applies really well. All right, on to our insight of the week. All right, so I want to come back and echo your earlier comments about setting your foundation and make this the key piece because what you highlighted I think is really important when it comes to data and we find this in companies go in and they haven't got the data right and that impacts you alluded to some just general reporting. How do you work out one lost closed? Another one we see is people will have a free text field for how did you hear about us? You know, It's yes, just filled with correct. so many different opinions and options. It's useless. You can't actually use it. Whereas your point about, oh, why don't you just make that a drop down? Makes it reportable and you can you can spot trends. Other key ones, first name, last name, you know, they haven't been formatted correctly, email address, uh, probably phone numbers, things like that. Also, the, the other key one is when you find people, they'll have free text fields uh, or multiple fields 
for different answers. So, oh, did they buy this product? Yes. Oh, there's a field for that. What about this product? Oh, yeah. Oh, what about another product? Oh, we better add another custom property. Like instead of actually having a list of all the products and then, you know, a multi-select box and maintaining that, which you can then very easily query or segment on all these different fields, it becomes a bit of a mess. And these things grow over time. You can see how they come about. Here's the takeaway. And here's the point for making it the inside of the week. You've actually got to take time to go and revisit that and fix it up before you build out business processes on top of it. Otherwise, you're actually multiple multiplying your, multiplying your cost down the line. If you just spend the cost up front to fix it, which is a cost and people don't want to spend that, they're like, oh, I don't want to spend two weeks fixing all that up. I just want to get a campaign going. You've got to spend the time. You've got to fix it up because if you've got complex business processes, workflows, trying to trigger thing like trying to trigger a workflow yes. based on that kind of stuff and that's a multiple you miss something or something else comes in it's just a mess got to fix it up so that's the takeaway spend the time fix it up and you'll save yourself multiples of the cost down the track and i think one of the key things that i have discovered craig is that people that come from a more technical background maybe they've done software engineering or they've come from a technical field of work understand data structures and understand how it needs to be done because I've just noticed across businesses when people have those people in the business or they're working with HubSpot, you see a different level of input and a different level of customization and setup when that takes place. So I'd encourage people to have people like that on their teams to help them set things up correctly because in the long run, you'll be streets ahead of anybody else. I just thought of another example. People create all these forms and they might have a custom question in the form. Yes. Oh, what do you know? Another field, another field, another field. They've got 10 forms. Oh, suddenly 10 new fields. Instead of someone going, hang on, there's a common field across, common custom field exactly. across all of these. We'll make it one field, make sure it has all the answers and the right from that. You just get this proliferation of custom form fields, which that's just right. really hard to manage. Correct. And that's a really good example, Craig, of where you could utilize that one field. Say you've got a multi-select option or a drop down, if it doesn't apply to that form, you can actually remove it in that particular form. You can take that option out and still utilize it across the other forms. This is true. Yeah. Actually, that's a tip of the week. We should put that in the marketing. That's right. So that's where understanding how things work in the background can mean a simplicity in the front end when people are working with forms and other systems, other tools within the system. All right, our HubShot's throwback of the week, Craig. And this time a year ago, HubSpot was enabling proper access with field-level edit permissions in enterprise versions of HubSpot. And along with adding ticket automation to Service Hub's data. And I think they also added automation to Sales Hub's data not long after that. And we've got a resource of the week, Craig. And this is a great... I discovered this on uh, Think with Google. It's the year in search of 2020 from Google. And they've built a custom site where it takes you through all of the year in search of 2020. And listeners, if you do look at this, this is more focused for Australia and New Zealand, but well worth a look about how they've displayed and shown you what was the year in search for 2020. Now onto our quote of the week, Craig. Okay, this is from Jim Quick. By the way, he's you he put me onto this guy a little while ago. I've read his book. I've actually read this book. Oh, you I have? Think, which is, Very uh, good. Yeah. See, so, yeah, whenever you recommend something to me, I read it, Ian. They're always good. You're always. Very suggestible, Craig. I am very suggestible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the quote that you've pulled out is, 
you can learn to unlimit and expand your mindset, your motivation, and your methods to create a limitless life. When you do what others won't, you can live how others can't. Oh, that's good. What's a limitless life? Sounds good. I know. <laughs> that's what he talks about. I know. Well, that's what the whole book was about. Exactly. I think when he said limitless, yeah, it was. It was just unblocking. Yeah, unblocking. Totally. That's a great book. With all of us in different areas of our lives, we have things that block us in our thinking in the way it could be our fitness, could be our mindset about money, could be our mindset about business, could be our mindset even about how we learn. Like I know lots of people like uh, when we talk to them, they're like, oh, I, I finished studying. I don't need to study anymore. But we have a mindset of we're always learning. We're always willing to be open to learning new things, better ways to do things. And I think you've got to have that mindset or that limitless mindset when it comes to these things to grow and be the best you can be. Now, Craig, you've got a bonus link in there. Oh, this is great. Have you seen this? Google Earth. They've got time lapse. I think it goes back decades. I know. I was actually watching it because uh, you put a link to where you live and how it's changed. I thought that was pretty amazing. All this satellite imagery, they've got millions of them. And yeah, they just, yeah, it's remarkable what Google has done stitching this all together yeah time lapse over 40 years actually it's just under 40 years i think yeah all right on to our big shot of the week craig all right ending the show on quite a quite a sad note did you see this article about on youtube and, and actually social videos one is one of the type of video that has got so much engagement that people love is when animals get rescued and they get rescued from dire situations you know they're caught out in, in water or they got buried yeah, so they're stuck somewhere or they were attacked by something like a snake or something, and then there's a video of them getting rescued. And I, I have to admit, I've watched a bunch of these on YouTube. I love them because I, you know, my feed is, is basically <laughs> technical and SEO, and then cute animals. Right? Yes. that's that's kind of what I watch. But now I've found out this terrible that people are faking these videos and actually putting their animals in difficult and dangerous situations. And we've got an image in the show notes, which is heartbreaking, of a little puppy being caught up, being strangled by a python, and it's been faked. It's been arranged so that they can take a video of them saving their dog. It's just, I don't know. I, I can't quite describe the emotion I felt when I read this story, but it's its kind of a sickening and a despair and a, a, um, and a sadness and, and also a feeling of betrayal because I've watched these videos and been, you know, really celebrating that they got – and it was – yeah, you can see my frustration. But anyway, my point, why did I put this in the show? Because sadly, it highlights the extent that people will go to for engagement in the fight for engagement or attention. The unfortunate fact is that we incentivize this kind of behavior because it results in that attention and, and the likes. And yeah, it's just really sad. It's like that famous story when they put a bounty on killing cobras. Do you remember this back in, I think it was in India, actually, they were yeah. trying to eradicate cobras and that. And so they were putting a bounty on if you killed cobras, you came in with the heads and you got a payment. Oh, wow. So what did people do? Started breeding cobras and releasing them so that they could catch them. Yeah, it's one of those incentives versus things wow. that failed, right? <laughs> anyway, here's just a, a modern day example of social incentives driving terrible behaviors. So here's the takeaway. In the fight for attention... Fight the good fight. Present valuable content that engages in a good way and turns the person, as we talked about before, into a better version of themselves. 
Well, there's a lesson for all of us in that, listeners. And thank you for listening. And again, the 28-day HubSpot marketing challenge. For those of you that have a HubSpot marketing professional, encourage you to go have a look at it and register your interest as it will be starting very soon. Well, until next week, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.